Hey everyone, we're the Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage. And I'm Jay. We're two trans women of color who wanted to start a conversation. We wanted to provide insight into the transition process through our own unique perspectives. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. Today, we're going to be diving into episode nine in which we discuss um, relationships, being in a relationship as a trans person, and just advice that we had you guys sent over to us through Instagram. My name is Gage, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Jay. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to film another episode for you guys. We're really, really, really happy because we found out that we're on the feature page for Apple Podcasts. They have a pride section for this month and we're one of the podcasts along with so many other like really famous podcasts. It's really cool to see that our logo, like our whole show is featured and it's like next to people from Queer Eye. It's next to like these really famous like um, like queer people like within, you know, our media. And I'm just so shocked to see that like our small podcast is like growing and it's being heard. Yeah. And the app that we use to produce our podcast, which is Anchor, they actually tweeted out like about our podcast with like our logo and everything saying that we are trans women that talk about trans issues in this podcast. So that was on Twitter. And even a couple of weeks ago, they tweeted the same thing, but Spotify literally retweeted it onto their page. So yeah, we're featured on Apple Podcasts. We're featured on Anchor. Um, we've been featured on Spotify's Twitter page. So it's just really exciting to see all of these companies getting behind us because like a podcast run by two trans women is not something that everybody thinks to listen to or wants to listen to or really has any like information about at all. So it's just really reassuring to have like these big companies who endorse like celebrity podcasts and a lot of people who are a lot bigger than us and have a bigger audience. It's just nice to know that they do care about the smaller creators, first of all, and second of all, the content of our podcast, which is like trans content. Um, So that's really fun. And I'm really happy. And it's really reassuring to know that we have the support of these companies behind us, basically. Yeah. And it was also like a really cool thing to see that we were the only, I think, trans podcast, at least from the time we're recording this, the only trans podcast that is featured in the pride section. And although it, that is kind of, it's kind of sucks a little bit to know that, you know, not more trans creators are being featured, but it is cool to know that we are the ones that are being featured because I, I feel like our voice and our stories we, you know, are really personal and they're really deep and we have a lot to say. And I'm really, really happy that our show is getting the exposure that I feel like it deserves. And and I'm happy that people are, you know, learning and growing and and being able to relate to a lot of the things that we're saying. I know I've heard some criticism about the show from like cis people saying, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, this probably doesn't apply to me, so I won't listen to it. But I want to reassure everyone that if you have cis friends, if you have cis people in your life that you want educated on the community, I think this is a perfect show for them. I don't think this show discriminates against who can listen to it. 
and I think it is personalized to our experiences and our stories. And I think they can, you know, go a long way and can help so many people from all different walks of life. So I think our show can really work for anyone and like in anybody. So if you want to share with all of your friends, regardless if they're cis, if they're trans, yeah, don't be afraid to it or to do that because it would really help us out and it would really mean a lot to us. So, yeah, I mean, we are a trans podcast, but this doesn't mean only trans people can listen. I think there's a lot of value, especially if you have a trans person in your life, even if you don't personally identify, it's great to have this type of platform to like get information from and hear perspectives from actual trans people so that you're better equipped to deal with the relationship that you have with someone else. So you don't have to be trans to listen to us. I like to think that we're entertaining. So like, even if you're not trans, it's still like fun to listen to us. Um, But it's definitely not a podcast that's only for trans people. Yeah. And it was cool because the category that we're on under in the pride section is um, relationship and advice. So we were thinking like, yeah, we have to make an episode just on relationship advice. Um, not necessarily because we talk about like relationships and stuff in the, like the past, but we do give advice. So I think that's why they put us on the section. But I think it was funny to just be like, oh, well, let's turn into like a relationship advice podcast for an episode. So we asked you guys on Instagram some questions to to answer. And I think it'll be really cool to kind of dive into today's topic. Yeah. So before we dive into the topic, we're just going to have a little small talk, kind of like we did last week. Um, It just helps you guys to get to know us a little bit better because I don't want us to like always jump into the topic without you kind of getting to know our personalities because we still are kind of new to this. And a lot of people are new listeners. so They don't really know our personalities, our interests and stuff like that. Um, So it's just fun to have like these little chats in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, so the first thing that I want to say is that my life has been completely taken over by Love Island, the app, because Gage has literally, she just decided that she wanted to end my life by sending me. The, I'm or she's telling sorry. Me okay, so basically, Noelle Miller and Cody Co., who are YouTubers, they do this series where they play a game called Love Island. Um, the game is originally based off of like, this isn't sponsored, by the way. This sounds like a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they sponsored. I just like literally gems. love it so much. Um, but anyways, so basically it's a game that's, um, it's inspired by a TV show where basically these people get put in a villa, like on some nice island and they have to fall in love with each other. And at the end, the couple that's last standing gets like $50,000 or something. So they made an app on iPhone, Android, whatever. And the app is literally everything. I have never been so invested, emotionally invested, spiritually invested in a video game in my entire life. It's like all of your reality TV fantasies of you being in a reality show come to life, but you get to control like the people and the choices that you make and the relationships. And it's just, it's so much fun. I I can't explain it. Yeah, it was like this past week has been pretty hard for me. I feel like I haven't really had a lot of time for myself. And I like fell down a weird like I got I just had really bad dysphoria this past like few weeks. And so I just needed something to kind of get my mind off of things. And so I started playing this this game. And it's like the best like dysphoria healer because it's just like a way to kind of get out of my life, but also being able to be express myself like in a feminine way. 
And it was really, really cool to be able to just have this like fantasy like life of just being able to be on a reality TV show. I think Emily's getting a little bit of jealous of the, <laughs> the game. I'll tell her about like my relationship that I'm in and she just does not, she's not happy. Um, and it's just so funny to just be able to play. I, I put like a good $40 into the game. Bitch, I spent because- like 70 I don't know. <laughs> Cuz like every decision you make like if there's there's big decisions they'll car- they'll charge you gems and I have to be able to fuck Talia when I want to <laughs> fuck Talia. So like it just it, it just works out that way. Like I just or like like you there's outfits. Yeah. That, like, you, so there's yeah. outfits. Like every at the end of every night basically there's like this cocktail party and like you don't want to go to the cocktail party in a busted ass dress you want to look bomb because everyone wants to be able to sleep with you so like you you have to it's like an essential choice and yeah I might be spending like five dollars every 10 minutes trying to get a pretty outfit but at the end of the day like my story just makes sense and it's fulfilling to me because the people that I wanted to fall in love fell in love and at the end of the day that's all that matters even though it's a game like sometimes we literally talk about the characters as if they're real, like they have real personalities. They're, they're real to us. I like I've gotten so connected with a character that I matched with. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, is this going to be a problem for my relationship? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. But like, it's really it's really been fun. And like you said, I've put just way too much money in, like with the, the outfits and stuff. Cause like the evening gown that like is the default one is so fucking ugly. Like I'm not a 70 year old woman. I'm not gonna wear that <laughs> ugly ass blue dress with that ugly ass necklace. Like I'm not about that. Exactly. And I don't know, like my boyfriend, same thing. He like gets irritated when I play games like that. It's not like I'm like trying to escape and date other people I just think it's so fun and like that was always a big part of my childhood um but yeah like you were saying I've even like started to talk in a British accent which he absolutely hates like he just wants to kill me whenever I talk like a British accent um and they have like this weird language it's not like a language but like just slang that is so strange to me and it's intriguing and I have to watch subtitles when I watch it but it's worth it yeah, it's it's so it's so funny. Like their lingo and like their slang that they have, they'll say like things like gaffing in terms of like flirting. And it's funny because in the trans community, gaffing is like tucking. That's what like is yeah. a type of like a thing to use to tuck. And so it's just funny like the certain slang they have. And um, we recently started watching this show, both uh, Gage and I, and it's just. It's so good because it, it feels like we're playing the game. Like everything's so similar. The like the artwork is exactly like how like everything is laid out. The music's the same, and my heart just like exploded when I like watched the first episode. I started watching season four, and it's just it's so good. I even got Emily wanting to watch the show and all of her friends, and then we're watching it. And I'm just like commentating the entire time, like oh my god, that's where we fuck. That's why I had sex with my character. And it's just oh, I'm like I'm too yeah, invested. literally like the scene. Like the pool, the bar, the bedroom, it literally looks like the app. So you're like, oh my God, I've been in there before. That's where I had sex with Jake. Like <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, yeah. yeah, I was on that balcony with <laughs> Levi. I yeah, this isn't sponsored, but if Love Island wants to sponsor us and give us free gems, um, we would gladly accept <laughs> that offer. And I know we're not very big, but we have, you know, a lot of heart. We have we a lot of time invested into this game. Uh, I yeah. start a new job, but sometimes I'm not going to lie. I don't really work sometimes and I play Love Island. So don't tell <laughs> Honestly, my boss, but <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's, 
and it's so embarrassing because when I'm in public, I don't want to show anyone. I'm just like, no one can see my phone right now because I'm I'm way too invested in this. Like, game. I'm literally a 20 year old playing an app game like that. Like, I don't want anyone to see me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Love yeah. Island. If you're listening, um, you know we're funny. We have nice voices. We could host a couple episodes if you want, or. Like, you can make characters in the game that are inspired by us. Like, we're pretty, too. So, you know, just throw us in there. I don't know. Yeah, there's not enough trans representation in your no. games. Like, if, if you want to just throw a tranny in there, pick, you know, either Gage or I, we would gladly, you know, take take up the offer. We'll exactly. do it for free. And you would be, like, a trailblazer. The first reality TV show. Actually, that's probably not true. Yeah, Big but Brother had uh, trans. Yeah, it's still good representation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, that's what's been going on with our <laughs> lives, I think, a lot lately. And it's funny because it has to do with relationship and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, um, like Gage said, um, well, we re- re- were re-recording this the, a second time, but in the previous um, time that we started recording this, Gage was talking about like our relationships and we've both been in relationships for a very long time, a very large part of our identity and so we are pretty much pros when it comes to, you know, being able to talk or give some advice about being in a relationship. I think we both have pretty unique experiences. I'm currently with another girl and uh, Gage is in a straight relationship. So, um, yeah. So I think our experiences are two different like ways, but they, they have a lot to say and they're both extremely valid. So I'm excited to answer some of your questions. Yeah. So like always, our questions do come from Instagram. So if you want to ask questions for future podcasts, you can follow follow either, either of us on Instagram. Um, also follow Girlish Podcast, um, which is our actual podcast page. Um, usually we include the usernames in the questions, but I think this week we're going to keep it anonymous just because a lot of them are a little personal. Um, and we don't know if you guys are comfortable with having your usernames out there in the public. Um, so I'm going to start off with the first question. Um, basically, they asked, how do you stay safe while finding a partner? Do you openly say that you're trans in order to avoid transphobes in the first place? Um, so this is an interesting question. Um, so I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for over two years now and I've been transitioning for about three and a half so majority of my time after I transitioned I've been with my boyfriend Um, so I don't have like a lot of dating stories but I'm ashamed to admit it I was on tinder for a brief period of time definitely not a bright point in my life but I was on there and I definitely, one of the things that I learned on Tinder was that, yes, I do automatically say that I'm trans. Like, I always put I'm trans in my bio. So, I think actually my bio was like, I'm trans. If you have a problem with that, like, don't even message me. So, I, I pretty much like threw it all out at the from the get-go just because I didn't want to have to talk to someone and get to know them and then have to go through the whole process of saying, oh, by the way, I know we like each other, but I'm trans. Like, does that bother you? Because that just throws a wrench in a lot of different types of relationships. So that's something I wanted to avoid altogether. So yeah, I did say that I was trans and I definitely think that affected the amount of people that wanted to talk to me or were interested in me, which 
was fine. I kind of got used to it. Um, and also, I mean, sometimes people would just match with me just to say stupid shit, like transphobic stuff, um, which was also annoying. So, yeah, I mean, even if you do say you're trans, there's never going to be a way to completely get rid of all the transphobia that happens, especially on Tinder. Like most of the guys on there are douchebags to begin with. So for trans girls, it's like 10 times worse, which I understand. Um, yeah, I actually you even did – go ahead. What were you saying? No, no. I think you are just going to say that. I was going to say you actually ran a test. Yeah, I did do a test. So like I made a YouTube video on my channel a couple – like a year ago maybe, maybe two years ago. Um, basically, and I was with my boyfriend at the time. He completely consented to this. So it's not like I was sneaking behind his back on Tinder. Um, so basically what I did is I – made a Tinder profile and I put all my best pictures, all the pictures when I looked the hottest on just, you know, so I can increase my potential swipes. Um, But basically I did one test run. So one week I did not mention I was trans. So I just had like a normal bio, like, Hey, I'm Gage. I like to do this, blah, blah, blah. Just like your generic Tinder girl bio. Um, After that week, I ended up getting over a thousand matches And the following week, I did the exact same thing, except this time I put I was trans inside my bio. And I think I got like somewhere around 200 to 300 swipes. So just adding the fact that I was trans to my bio reduced the amount of matches that I got by literally almost a thousand people. So that kind of just goes to show you how like actually adding that into your bio makes a difference. Because I'm sure a lot of the people that matched with me without mentioning that I was trans would have like ghosted me if I said I was trans and came out to them. So I do think it eliminates a lot of the struggle with having to go through that whole process of explaining to people that you're trans and blah, blah, blah. Um, But like I was saying, I don't think it's going to completely eliminate transphobia. I think that's going to stick around, unfortunately, regardless of whatever you do. So I would say if you are a trans girl or trans guy on Tinder or whatever dating site, um, my advice would be to disclose your identity just because I think it's going to save you a lot of headaches and shitty assholes that are going to say something stupid to you. Yeah. I also think that you should definitely also just make sure to be very cautious because let's say you you don't disclose and you go on a, a date or something and then they find out you're trans there could be some unlike there can be some harmful things that can come out of that. You see that with a lot of trans women of color who are being assaulted, who are being killed with like because men's uh, masculinity are so fragile sometimes. And so it can be really frustrating. So I think the biggest thing is like definitely be careful. If it were me, I also would disclose, although I've never, you know, had a dating app in my entire life. But I feel like I would have also disclosed um, if I was like doing social media stuff just so people can count kind of under because my transition is a big part of my life and so that's got to be up front if someone wants to be with me so I, I definitely think it's something that you should be able to say up front and if someone's going to judge you from the start or if someone doesn't want to educate them from the start then that's kind of a that's a person you don't want to be in a relationship with that's someone that's not compatible and so it's really it's really cool to see the people that do come forward, the men who aren't afraid of a trans woman, the men who aren't, you know, ashamed, or even women who like want to date a trans individual. And so it's really cool to see that 
um, you know, there's, there are accepting people and, and it's a lot different from like several years ago, you know, we're going to a more progressive like place within our society. So I think that's really important. And I hope that one day, you know, we don't have to disclose or one day it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. And, and I, I wish that can happen one day, but I think for the time being, I would probably disclose as well. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's hard because there's a lot of creepy people out there and you don't really know what people's intentions are, especially online. So I think the best thing to do is just to be cautious and put everything out there so that you don't get into the situation where you've gone on a date with a guy like three times and things are going really well. And then he invites you back to his place. You still haven't said that you're trans yet. And now you're in this guy's house and you don't know how he's going to react. So that just puts you in a really precarious situation. So it's just better to leave it all out there at the beginning. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, I can't really say a lot because I haven't um, been on any dating apps or I haven't, you know, had a situation where I had to come up front with that. But there is another question that I do want to to answer because it kind of relates and it's kind of similar, but it's, you know, unique enough where I think I can kind of give my own perspective, my own um, experience. But this question is, how do you bring up that you're trans in conversation with someone that you like and not sure if they feel the same way? And I have a story to kind of go along with this, um, but this was me pre-transition. This was me before my transition. So I don't really have a lot to say when it comes to dating after you've transitioned because I started dating my girlfriend uh, pre-HRT, pre-hormones, pre-me identifying as a girl. And um, luckily, she was really okay with me being trans. We were friends and I came out to her. She was so supportive and so accepting. And it was really, really cool to just have her, you know, be able to go through this transition with me. She really helped me with a lot. And we've been dating for the past four years. So I'm really grateful to have her in my life because I've been through like the worst parts of my life with her. But um, before dating her, I was in a few relationships where I wanted to come out as trans really, really bad. And I was really afraid to. I was really scared. But I wanted to tell them that I was trans up front and I wanted to be, you know, sincere with them. And, you know, because my whole intention was I wanted to find someone who will accept me and who wanted to help me transition because it was really scary. And I wanted someone to love me for the way that I was and who I wanted to be. And so there was a time where I got really close with someone. I was dating someone for like a year and a half. And um, the relationship was going well, but I should have known better because she was a very religious person. She was like a Southern Baptist. Her family was pretty racist. And it was just a really hard relationship for me to begin with, like to be in, regardless of me being trans. It was just a very like toxic relationship. But I came out to trans as her because I I thought she would be supportive. But you really don't know how someone's going to react when you come out to someone. And um, she completely was not having it. She like cried and was saying like, oh, it means that I don't love her. If I feel that way, it's because I don't love her, that she's not fulfilling like, you know, like her need, her like her duty as like a significant other. So that's why that I feel that way. And she kept like putting this on her, like basically manipulating me to stay in this relationship. And cause I was even questioning on leaving cause I wanted to kind of pursue my transition. I was so like kind of ready to kind of get out of that relationship, but she like really wanted me to stay in. And she would tell me like, it's because I don't love her. And it was a very manipulative thing. 
And I don't think you should force someone to change their sexuality. You should force someone to be in a relationship with you if you are trans. But I think it's good. It's important to have people understand you or hear where you're coming from. Because I can see how it can be hard for someone who has never dealt with something like the experience of dating a trans person. But I think it's really important to like be able to be upfront with someone about it because if they're not going to handle it well currently, if you're in a relationship or if you want to be in a relationship and you go up to someone and they're not going to handle your transition well right off the bat, then that relationship's just not going to work out in the future. Because if you're dealing with dysphoria, if you want to transition at the moment, that feeling isn't going to change like 10, 20 years down the line. And if you do get in a serious relationship with them, it's just going to be more harder in the future for you to come out. Like the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. So I think it's important to be upfront. I think it's important to always just be transparent with someone, kind of express your feelings. And if they can't accept you for who you are, then I think that's just best for both people. So yeah, I definitely think you should probably avoid that at all costs. Yeah, because like once you come out, it kind of shows the true colors of the person that you're talking to. So definitely if like the person takes it a wrong way and freaks out over it, like this is obviously, it's like a blessing because you obviously don't want to be in a relationship with this person for forever because they clearly don't accept you. So I agree. It's just leaving it all at the open at the beginning. So you get to know like, this is a person that I can develop a relationship with in the future because I know that they are accepting of that part of me. Yeah. And like, they specifically asked like, how do you, um, how do you bring it up with someone? And it's funny because I was, whenever I became friends with my girlfriend and we were just friends, she saw me as like, as who, what I was identifying as. So she saw me as like a cisgender male and we were just friends and I was really liking her because we were talking a lot. She seemed really, really cool. And I think it was like maybe the fourth day we were talking. I don't know. I just felt really comfortable with her. And I was at the point in my life where I was like, I need to like transition like soon because I cannot keep living, you know, my, this myself, like, like in this lie, I can't keep living in this lie. So she became really good friends with me and I like had a crush on her and I, but I just wanted to be transparent with her. And so I was just like, Hey, can I tell you something? And I was like, what if I tell you like, I'm part of like the LGBT community. And so she was like, she was like, Oh, um, I, I'll be okay. With, or, no, her response was, what if I told you I was too? So she was like really being sweet about it. So after she said that my like heart like fluttered cause I'm like, okay, she's going to accept me and understand. And then I was like, what if I tell you I'm the T part of it? And then so um, she was like, well, I would accept you. And so it was like very, very sweet and very, very kind. Yeah. And so like right off the bat, we were just friends and we talked all the time. And I was, I like, it meant so much to me because I had, I've never had a friend in the past that I told react the way that she did where she didn't ask any questions. She, she was like already educated on the trans community because she was, she is bisexual. And so in the past, she's already done her research, like, and she was just so sweet. And I was able to confide with like her with like my dysphoria and everything. So I think, you know, if you're worried about like easing into a topic like that, it can be really worrisome, but like, that's kind of like how I did it. But I do think you should probably, you know, try to be like almost as blunt as possible or putting it out there in like a, and like an easy way to kind of like maybe like work it into a conversation 
but like my experience was like so flawless with Emily. She was supportive from the start. When we started dating, like I called her one night on Skype and I was like, I really like you. And we just became like, I don't know, we started dating pretty soon after. And um, she helped me with my transition. I would go over to her place. She taught me a lot that I know about makeup and she really helped me. Her parents were really supportive. Like this like whole, like her being a part of my life really helped me get to where I am in my transition today. And like, I know she hates that I put like all that weight on like her by saying that, but it really is the truth. Like if I didn't have her in my life, I would probably still be living back home, afraid to come out or having people around me that didn't support who I was. We love Emma. And it was all, yeah, we do. And it was all because I was upfront right in the beginning. It was all because I was like transparent with her from the start. And so I think that's what's really important because I got a feel of what kind of person she was right from the beginning. And that's how I knew that I could be in a relationship with her and I could love her and she could love me back. And so I'm very happy that I was able to, you know, do that. Shout out to Emily. Shout out to She's Emily. That bitch. Yeah, four years later, and we're still we're still vibing. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah, it was like a really cool, cool experience. And yeah, it's really, really great. Find yourself in Emily. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone needs to find themselves in Emily or Russell. Yeah. I'm just saying Emily Russell. because in your instance, like you weren't even really out yet. So like the fact that she's stuck with you for so long. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. And yeah, Russell yeah. too. He's amazing. <laughs> but like I was already out when we met. So it's a little different. Uh, I think it's different when you start a relationship one way and then transition and then that person stays with you like that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm very fortunate with for the fact that I, you know, ha- I haven't had, you know, I haven't had to date as a trans woman. So like, like, like look for like a partner as a trans woman. Like I'm really fortunate where I've like been able to be with someone who like before transitioning throughout my transition to now and like every day I'm just, I think about how lucky I am to just have like someone so supportive. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. Your story with your man is is great too. Yeah. It's, I honestly think how lucky I am every day too, because I see like all of these girls that I follow on Instagram, like constantly like screenshotting conversations that they've had with guys like on Tinder or through text messages or something. And I'm so happy that I don't have to experience that. Like I did for a little, but ever since I met him, like I haven't had to deal with any of that. I just, it's rare to find someone that right off the bat accepts you for who you are. Like when he found me on Twitter, he already knew that I was trans. So that was never really part of the conversation. It was just, it was just like a normal meeting. Like we just got to know each other, talked, had regular conversations. My identity never was like the forefront of our conversations. So it, it was, I know I'm really lucky to be able to be in a relationship like that where my partner doesn't care and he accepts me and supports me with everything. And I don't know. I'm just happy. I'm happy for both of us. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we both ended up in like really good situation and like you said, like it, it is really, my voice is cracking, but it is really great to um, to just have people who support you and see through your transition. And I, I love that. I, I absolutely fucking love that. And yeah, so uh, if you want to jump on to the next question, I had them written down and then I apparently lost them. So 
All right. So the next question is I was, or they said I was talking slash dating for two months with a trans guy and I am okay educated when it comes to trans issues. I was just wondering how I, as a cis hetero person, nav- would navigate asking questions and educating myself on my own, or how would I express interest without making my partner feel weird about it? Um, so this is also an important question because a lot of cis hetero people are the ones that end up dating trans people and... I feel like there there actually is not a lot of education or resources for people to learn about how to date a trans person at all. So I can empathize and I understand how it could be overwhelming to enter a relationship like this because you do have a lot of questions and there are a lot of things that you're not used to or are curious about, but you're scared of being offensive to the person. So right off the bat, I think from the get-go, it's important to be very empathetic to your partner, um, to un- understand the what comes with being in a relationship with a trans person. And it's not easy. I definitely can say that because I know I am not always easy to love and easy to be in a relationship with for many reasons. Um, so it's important to just understand that there are going to be times when this person is going to get dysphoria and they're going to have mental breakdowns and get super anxious and be sad. And you have to be there for that person. And kind of going along that same token, you have to like be transparent and be honest, always be a hundred percent honest. And when you have a question, you have to ask it because the last thing that you want to do is make that person feel like you don't know or don't care about the problems that they're going through. So I know I have like a different perspective on this because I know there are a lot of trans people who absolutely hate when people ask questions like, what's it like being trans? Or like, have you had the surgery? Or how does hormones work? Or anything like that. Like, I know there are a ton of people who hate that type of stuff. But I personally don't mind it. Like, like I was saying, there is not a lot of education or resources for people to learn about this type of stuff. And a lot of people just don't have access and or know a lot of trans people. So naturally, like you are curious as human beings, we're curious. We want to know about things that we don't know a lot about or are not educated on. So it's only natural for them to have certain questions. I will say you kind of have to use your discretion and think about when it's appropriate to ask a certain question. I don't think it's appropriate to like meet someone and be like, so have you had the surgery yet? Like, what do you have between your legs? That's very off-putting to somebody that you literally just met two minutes ago on a dating app and have not even met them in real life. Um, so I think it's important to be or have discretion when asking these types of questions, but I don't think you should feel ashamed for asking them because at the end of the day, you want to know because you want to be better equipped to help this person in the future. And in terms of educating yourself, like if you feel uncomfortable asking the partner that you're with, you can always like go on YouTube, go on the internet. There are so many different resources now that 
can give you access to how to listen to our podcast. Yeah, you can listen to our podcast. Like we have literally the best advice. Like I'm giving it to you right now. Um, so there's definitely ways where you can go and do the research and take the time to learn about certain topics. And your partner is going to be so appreciative that you took the time out of your day to go do some research about what dysphoria is and how HRT affects the body and so forth. So I think nowadays there definitely is access to learning about that stuff on your own, but I don't think you should be ashamed of asking the person as long as you know where your relationship stands with them and it's not going to make them feel weird or awkward or anything. Yeah. I, I think that we should like, I think for you as a cis person, I think the the main thing, the big thing that you need to do is just see like a trans person and just think of them as a cis person. Think of them as a normal, another person that you're dating. Because at the end of the day, that's what they are. So I don't think you have to like necessarily tiptoe around anything. I would just treat them as if you're dating like anyone else. But if there are those times where you guys get personal, you're talking about certain things and it is like a serious conversation. For me, like you said, I wouldn't be offended if if someone were to ask me about, you know, me and like my like how like my transition and certain things about it. Cause I think, you know, there is some vulnerability that comes with being in a relationship. And if you are gonna be long term, those conversations will come up. And so especially like dealing with dysphoria, like you said, that like um, it can be really hard to be in a relationship with a trans person. And so to be able to to like have that those conversations with them about their experience is really, really, really important. I think the big thing that we should even advocate for is having like better like classes, like sex ed classes that can, you know, be able to, to describe the trans experience to more people so they can understand and be more educated on what it means to be a trans individual. But I think, yeah, definitely YouTube, hearing other trans people experience, I think that's a good way to kind of understand what a trans person goes through, how they're feeling. But at the same time, you can't really grasp another trans person experience by someone else's experience. So those conversations, those deep conversations will come up. But I think the best way to handle it is to allow them to, you know, come up or like allow them to confide in you rather than you digging or prying for certain things. But if there is a situation where you guys are being vulnerable or you're talking together and and it just does come up, I don't think that'd be a big deal. I mean, if there is like a weird like, you know, like do are you do you have your surgeries? Like that like that can be a little harsh. Let them, you know, be able to talk to you or tell you. I think, you know, maybe trying to find ways around making them tell you is probably a good way to do it too. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it is important to ask these questions and I don't always see them as like offensive or overbearing, especially if you're entering a, a relationship with someone. Um, it is always important to use your discretion. Like we were saying, like you don't want to meet someone and right off the bat start asking them really personal questions because at that point, it feels like the conversation is going more into, I want to know about what like your transness and your identity rather than getting to know you personally. So I think getting to know the person first is important because then you'll get a feel for how they are, their sense of humor and all of that. And then you can ask those questions because I know I can say it's frustrating having people think that being trans is like your whole identity when it's not, it's a very small part. 
And when you immediately jump into those types of questions, it feels like you're prioritizing that part of them over everything else. So every situation is different, um, but I do think it's important to ask these questions and also educate yourself at the same time. Yeah, I think, yeah, that sums it up pretty well, where um, it really is going to just depend on what person you talk to and how they're going to react. Everyone's different within their own transition, within their own experiences. So I would just, you know, try to get a vibe of how they're feeling. I mean, if they do want to talk about their transition, if they're very vocal about it and you can like take those context clues, then I get, then I think it might be like a safer way to ask, you know, certain things or, you know, try but if, if they seem more disclosed about it, more like, you know, uncomfortable to really express themselves, then I think you should maybe stand back a little bit, kind of like give it some time and let that, allow them to be able to come to you and express themselves, you know, whenever they feel they're ready. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to go on to the last question. Um, and I'm really excited to answer this one but I don't have it right now. So I'm going to make uh, Gage say it because she has it, I think, on her DMs. And I then do. I'll, yeah, I'll be the first one to answer and then she'll give her opinion. Okay. Um, so the last question is basically, I've heard a number of people within the trans community say that they somewhat prefer to date a trans person um, just with the reasoning that there's often a lot of baggage coming with the labor of having to educate a cisgender partner. What are your thoughts on this? And if you're in agreement, what are some pet peeve things that you wish cis people were taught before entering a relationship? Yeah. Uh, Like I said um, earlier, where I think there needs to be more education within our schooling about trans individuals. I think that's where it really needs to happen. I think there needs to be like a gender and sexuality class that's taught. I think it's really important. Or maybe even, you know, putting it into like a sex ed class and having people understand there are different types of people and there are different types of expressions and people come from all different walks of life. And so to be able to understand that better, I think it's really important to start with like the public schooling system and having more ways to like input information for cis people. And it'll even help people who are confused about their gender, their sexuality to have courses like that. And I know that if I had a class like that in high school, it would have really helped me. I had a psychology class where we talked about it very briefly my senior year. And I felt it was so confirming to see that, like, you know, we were talking about it in one of my classes. And so it was really exciting to be able to see and, you know, that my existence could potentially be accepted when I did decide to come out. And so I find it really interesting to see how many couples, like trans couples there are. I know when I first started my transition, I used to see all these articles of like, how this trans woman found this trans man. And I used to think it was so crazy because I don't know, for some reason, I thought there was only like two trans people in the world. And like that, like, I don't know, I just thought it was like so crazy to see that like trans people tend to like, and like be together and end up dating like each other. But honestly, it makes so much sense. I feel like a lot of the experiences, although they're, they can be very different, they are very similar if you're a trans man versus if you're a trans girl. But I also see a lot of trans women dating other trans women or other or trans men dating other trans men. 
And it's just because there is a lot of, there's a lot of connecting on like a deep level. There's a lot of understanding and empathy when it comes from like a trans person. Like my experiences have been so hard. So anytime I've talked, talk with another trans person, I always like treat them as if they have gone through similar experiences I have. And my heart's open for them to hear and understand what they've been through because, you know, we all have our own journeys to, to get to where we are. So I can 100% understand why trans people want to be together. And I like, obviously I'm in a relationship, but I could see how, like, if I wasn't, I'd be really like looking for someone who was specifically trans just so I could be able to, you know, have like a correlation or like a better communication with them. And it, it wouldn't be too afraid to be able to open myself up more because they know what it's like. They've been through that situation. So it makes sense. It's just about like finding similarities with other people. And it's cool to see all those like trans people that stick together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is hard. Like kind of like you were saying, like I did watch those early YouTube videos where like it was a trans guy and a trans girl and they fell in love with each other and it had like millions of views and they went on talk shows. Um, so for a long time, like I kind of thought that I the only way I could be in a relationship was if another, like a trans guy was interested in me. I didn't think early on that cis people or cis guys would be interested in me. Um, so that was like a thought at the very beginning. Like I'm probably gonna gonna be dating a trans person later on because I highly doubt like anybody else would date me, which is kind of sad to think about it. But that was like years ago, so the world was in a lot different state than it was in now. Um, but I do I have heard like different trans girls saying that they prefer to go on Grinder instead of Tinder because you know you're dealing with people in the LGBT community and they're a lot more accepting and stuff like that. So I definitely think it comes with a lot of different, I don't know, there's a lot of different avenues that I could go down. Because even if the person that you're dating is part of the LGBT community, if they're not trans, like you still have to go through that whole educational process. So I think it's definitely a lot harder to date like a cis straight person because you have to do a lot more educating but I don't think I don't see it as like a chore or as like a burden to have to teach somebody all these things. Because like if you feel a certain type of way towards someone and you like them and enjoy their company, you want them to be able to understand you and empathize with you and learn all of these things. So I don't see it as like, oh, I, I'm just going to date a trans person because I don't want to educate people. Um, I think it's just a lot easier probably to relate to another trans partner because they have gone through similar things in you. They know what dysphoria is and how it's, it feels like to be insecure and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier to relate, but I definitely don't think it's a bad thing having to educate people, cis people on trans topics. Yeah. If you're connected with someone like to, in like a deep level, then I feel like being able to express or show your differences to someone who is cisgender, then I think that um, would be, that's something that's really like important. And I think that could bring a relationship really, really close. So yeah, I agree that I wouldn't see that as a chore with being as, with a cis person. I just think that people probably feel just more connected based on the experiences with someone um, who is a part of the community. I've always heard that, you know, a lot of people say that opposites attract 
and I and I was in a psychology class in high school, and we talked about it. And um, people that actually end up in long term longer relationships, like relationships where they like last significantly, are relationships where they're really really similar to one another. They have a lot of the similar interests, a lot of like similar personality traits. And so whenever you like see a lot of those couples that are really similar, those typically end up lasting longer. And so I think that's probably another reason why you see a lot of trans relationships. And because there's just a lot of similarity there. There's a lot that can, there's a lot of baggage that can be carried together, I guess. And sometimes it is hard dating as, um, you know, as a trans person with another cis person or as a trans person with a cis person, because there is this, 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 you know, baggage that comes along with your transition, not necessarily that it's bad, but like dysphoria has been really, really hard, both on me and my partner. And especially for someone who's never experienced it, they don't really know, it's kind of hard to be able to express that with them. But if you're with someone else who has like a similar mindset, like a similar like point of view, then they can kind of empathize with you probably a little better or kind of understand where you're coming from. And there can be like some nice like cathartic conversations with probably having someone who's been in a similar situation. So I, yeah, I think that was a really good question. I do too because yeah, it's like, it's scary thinking about when you start transitioning, what are my options for dating? Because you don't really know. And it's, it's definitely not showcased a lot in the media so you have all these different ideas of what your relationship could potentially be like. Um, but I will say dating as a trans person, regardless of who you end up with, it's going to come with some type of education because not all trans people are the same. So you might be dating a trans man, but at the end of the day, they have different experiences than you do and they have different things that set off their certain types of dysphoria or make them anxious. So at the end of the day, you really do have to educate the person you're with regardless. It doesn't matter what their sexuality or identity is. It's It always has to be that type of conversation. And I think that's how all relationships are. It's just a different type of education. Like you get to learn the person that you're with. You get to learn their habits, their favorites, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And that's kind of what you have to think about when you're educating them on your transition. Yeah. And I, I think that's really, um, I think both relationships can be seen as completely valid and important. And um, regardless of what people decide they want to be with, I think it's really cool. And I, I'm really, really, I don't know. It's, it's really cool to see trans people dating in general. Cause um, if you look back 50 years ago it was probably really impossible or really dangerous to be able to be in a relationship like publicly. So um, yeah, I, you know, I definitely have seen my cis significant other get a lot of shit for dating me because I'm trans. A lot of people have told them stuff online, but because yeah, I'm like public online, a lot of people would message her or leave comments about how like, um, how just about our relationship and try and say that like, you're this or you're that. And it really, it really, it sucks to be able to have that. But at the same time, you know, I think our relationship is strong enough where we can like survive those types of like words or those types of comments said to us. And I really just think, you know, leave a trans person be or leave trans individuals be and let them exist. And 
regardless of who they end up with. I think it's they're both equally really valid and really important. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I don't think, yeah, being trans is like, it's harder, but it's just like being in any regular relationship. It's just a different layer that you have to uncover with your partner, essentially. Yeah. And I, and I do want to emphasize too, like, um, just to be careful whenever you are, are dating. You know, I said it earlier, but I, I think like make sure to understand your surroundings, be as careful as you can be, make sure that you're safe because not all people are accepting these days. And sometimes it can be a really, you can, you know, things can happen. People can, you know, you know, masculinity can be very fragile. And I think it's, uh, it's really important to just make sure that you're safe and make sure that you're able, safe in bed and safe in life, and mm-hmm. just be able to to just know that, um, you know, people, there are some shitty people out there, but there are also amazing people out there who are so supportive and and can really, really give you the relationship that you want or that you want to be in. So even if it's you're trans and you're having a hard time finding someone that you want to be with, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't, you know, kind of shun the world for that. I think, you know, if you give yourself some time, you know, give yourself some just more, um, yeah, I think everyone's becoming more and more educated. So I just think time is the best thing to be able to have. Know that there are amazing people out there willing to support and love you. So I would never give up looking for love. Yeah. And one day you'll meet your Emily or you'll meet your Russell and And we'll stand both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Happily ever after. All right, guys, I'm very happy and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for all the amazing questions. We're Thank you for all the amazing questions. We're really, really, really just, we're in a good mood and we wanted to talk about some love today. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. And then, like I was saying earlier, if you do want to be a part of our future podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Also, we've been talking about this too, but Anchor does have a function where you can send us voice messages through the app that we can insert into our actual podcast. Um, So if that's something you're interested in too, you can do that as well. We haven't got any voice submissions yet and I want one. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool because what we do is basically we take that clip and then I'm able to manually like input your voice into the show. So if you just go on Anchor and look up Curlish, just send us a voice message, have your voice a part of our show, be a part of our experience. It'd be really cool. I've been really just waiting for my phone to have that notification that says you have a voice message because that would just be so cool. But yeah, so yeah, and Anchor for being so sweet. Thank you. iTunes for being so sweet. Thank you. Spotify for being so sweet. Thank you. We're like really seeing a lot of support when it comes to these bigger corporations. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy because yeah, I think things are going very, very well for our podcast and I can't wait for the more more growth. So if you guys want to share our show, please feel free to do that. We'd really appreciate that. We're also thinking of making a YouTube page specifically for the girlish episodes. So if you do um, listen to podcasts on YouTube, we can, you know, be able to upload them on there. Yeah. And everybody that's been listening and step stuck with us since the beginning. Thank you. I know our podcast has definitely gone through a lot of transformations, Um, quality has improved we've gotten better I feel like at this whole thing so thank you for everybody who has been watching us from the beginning 
And also don't remember or remember to download Love Island on any device and play it. Not sponsored. <laughs> it's just it's really going to change your life and you'll thank us later. Yeah. Sponsor us, Love Island. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great one. We'll see you in the next episode of The Girlish Podcast. Bye. Bye.